Greetings, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another edition of Trench Run Report, an episode we are calling The Book of Boba Fett Club. And before we get started with the episode, I'm going to hand it over to Justin for a quick production update. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that um, thank you so much for uh, making the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett Club a hit. Um, that, that says a lot to the whole team here and everyone involved. Um, I'd like to give an update on uh, how things are going because uh, I know that we have promised to release episodes on each Friday after an episode of the Book of Boba Fett releases, and that hasn't been happening lately because there has been a uh, flood in the studio and we had to deal with all that, Um, but we are going to be coming back in full swing. This is why we are going to have two episode recaps uh, for this week and next week, Um, and then after that we'll be uh, going back to normal schedule. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. So before we get started, I just wanted to actually have everybody check in. So I am Aaron Russo, co-hosting with... Sean McCannelly. Justin Gray. David Brooklander, standing by. And we are going to dive into Book of Boba Fett chapters two and three to help us get caught up here. We are going to avoid chapter four, even though we've all seen it already. Um... And before we do that, Justin is going to give us a brief uh, overview of both chapters. Uh, all righty. Um, so chapter two uh, starts off um, with uh, Boba Fett and Fennec uh, interrogating the assassin that was sent to kill Boba in the first chapter. And... He wouldn't, he wouldn't give away who hired him, so they uh, basically spooked him out by throwing him in the Rancor pit. And he reveals to them that it was the mayor that sent him to kill Boba. And uh, unbeknownst to him, it was empty. So I, I, I really liked that part. So they go to visit the mayor, and the mayor's kind of being a little mysterious on whether he was truly involved with that or not. Um, and he doesn't really respect him by even paying him like a, like a bounty hunter, like he previously was. He tells Boba to go to the, uh, sanctuary that, um, that is being run by the Twi'lek woman. Uh, sorry, I can't really remember her name at the moment. Then she, uh, reveals that, uh, the news got around that the Huts are, uh, more specifically the twins are trying to reclaim Tatooine. And uh, then the twins appear on the scene, and there's a little bit of a standoff between them and Bulba, and they and they also uh, uh, reveal that, that they hired somebody, uh, which was uh, Black Chrysanthemum, which, um, for those of you who don't know, he is originally uh, from the Star Wars comic books, um, the canon ones, and... Uh, and then they part ways, um, still kind of being standoffish. Then, then we go to uh, the uh, back to tank flashbacks, which nice call, Aaron, for uh, <laughs> calling that on our first episode. Um, which in the flashback we see uh, Boba Fett and the Tuscans kind of living together, um, which I'm guessing that's been around five years or so. Uh, 
Then uh, one day, a train that's uh, run by the Pike Syndicate runs through the um, land and then starts shooting up the Tuscans. And so Boba Fett uh, tells the Sand People that he's going to help them stop the train. Um, so he uh, goes into uh, Tashi Station, yeah, <laughs> which that was really really nice callback mm-hmm. and. And I, th- and I think those two characters were actually yeah. from that deleted scene from Fixer, Fixer yeah. and Cammy. So, <laughs> yep. Perfect. Not the actors, but the characters. Yeah. Right. That, though the, <laughs> they, they really looked like the characters. Yeah. They were. They cast that well. Yeah. You could tell yeah. who it was right away if you knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. She was a dead ringer for the yep. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he he uh, stops a biker game that's picking on that. on in picking on everybody in that area and takes their bikes and then he brings it back to the Tuscans and tells them, hey, we can use these to stop the train. And then we have a little 80s montage of them learning how to ride those things. <laughs> like a bunch uh, Yes. <laughs> the <yep>. meme. <laughs> uh, I, I've played a little part in that <laughs> meme, but we are not mentioning that. <laughs> um, anyway, so the train comes around again. And this time, the Tuscans and Boba are ready, and they uh, board the train, kind of solo style, um, mm-hmm. and basically derail the train and uh, uh, hold the Pikes hostage, and then tell them to please depart this area, and um, or or they could enter that area, but they have to. Um, basically get their permission from now on which that will lead into uh uh chapter three chapter three uh starts out with a back to tank flashback so boba's leaving the uh, tuscan camp to go talk to the pikes and uh most icely this time so that there were a little bit of easter eggs here and there for that uh mostly linking to the mandalorian um, and then we have uh, Boba talking to a Pike that's voiced by Phil Lamar, um, and he's and the Pike tells Boba that the uh, bi- the biker gang is basically their escort on uh, that territory. And then Boba's like, "I'll all right, I'll take care of that, and then you can use us instead." So he goes back to the camp, and unfortunately, the Tuscans. That tribe, unfortunately, got wiped out by the bikers. So Boba gives them all a proper burial. He basically goes out into the desert, and that's where the uh, um, flashback ends abruptly after uh, Chris Anton tries to kill Boba Fett. Um, so we have uh, an underwear fight. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot to... Man, I'm forgetting how to. I forgot how the, um, the 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 moped the uh, biker and the yep. water merchant who complains to Boba. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before all that, the uh, um, Boba Fett hires this uh, uh, cyborg uh, biker gang uh, to kind of settle a water dispute in uh, Mos Espa, and so that same gang actually uh, uh, fight off Crescenton. And uh, along with Fennec, and they manage to uh, trap trap him into the Rancor pit. And then after that, um, 
Boba Fett has like this big giant meal with Fennec, and he's like, I gotta send a message out to the huts. But unbeknownst to him, the huts already came uh, with a gift. And uh, it's a pretty cool gift, so he got a Rancor. <laughs> pretty darn cool. Like, like the, he, I guess he got like. Especially the, if you live in Jabba's Palace, then it's pretty yeah. really cool. Yeah. I, I guess that's the like hut uh, uh, <laughs> ruling. Uh, Ruling uh, starter kit is it <laughs> comes with a Rancor. Yeah, Gangster starter kit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, uh, then Boba returns Kristanton to the huts, and the huts are like, "You keep them. We don't. We don't really want them." So after that, after the huts leave, um, Boba releases Kristanton. Um, maybe it's because of that the, the fact that they've worked e- with each other in the comics, or maybe. Um, he's trying to um, be a better leader. Um, I don't know, but then uh, after after that, uh, we get a little scene with uh, Boba Fett and his Rancor. Uh, we still don't know the Rancor's name yet, but all we know is that he's uh, that his trainer is uh, played by uh, Danny uh, Trejo, which was. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty cool uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, <laughs> Easter egg there. Um, man, it, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna have to sidetrack a little bit because I actually keep like whenever I saw that scene, I always remember that picture of Danny Trejo with the Princess Leia buns oh, and yeah. like <laughs> the infamous uh, scowl that he always gives. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, back on track. So he gets word that the mayor's um, kind of delaying his uh, um, uh, appointment to see him, and Boba isn't having that. So he uh, takes Fennec and the uh, uh, moped uh, bikers club with him to go talk to the mayor. So, but um, apparently the mayor's uh, uh, like assistant. Uh, tries to stall for time so we can escape and then we have uh, um, a little uh, interesting uh, bike chase bike slash speeder chase uh, through Mos Espa and uh, make a long story short they caught him and uh, then it is revealed Mos Vespa (laughs) (laughs) yeah they beat him uh, back to the future style (coughs) Mm -hmm. like sorry Moss Vespa, that's good. So the uh, episode ends with uh, the Pikes coming into uh, Mo- Mo- Mos Espa in uh, uh, in uh, squadrons, I guess, or le- legions, mm-hmm. something. Uh, yeah, they're coming in in big numbers. So uh, they're basic. So Boba is like, all right, I mean, we might have to get ready for war. I got to show these people that I can lead. Mm-hmm. So, um, s- sorry that it was a jumbled up uh, recap, but uh, that that's uh, chapters uh, two and three. All right. Well, let's jump right in. I think we'll just dive right in and everybody can just chime in. Likes, dislikes, thoughts, concerns, ex- exuberant exaltations. Um, what is everybody thinking about uh, the the episodes two and three i really really liked two um i liked the fact that it was an hour long that really gave it a lot of room to breathe 
um, mostly like the, the flashback part of that story, which was, you know, the, the tribal induction, the vision quest, the train heist, like it was straight on Western. Um, and I, I was there for it, you know, it works in this universe, in this story. Um, cool to see him, um, which is, you know, cemented later, which we can't talk about yet, but, um, he's, he's a different Boba Fett than the little snippets we've had up to this point. So before the show and before even Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett was the guy who looked cool, said a few cool things in Empire Strikes Back, did like pulled off, you know, trapping Han and getting Han out of Cloud City, um, has the begrudging respect or at least, you know, whatever with Darth Vader. So there's like a lot of intrigue with him. He rarely says anything. And then he just gets yeeted at the end of, or in Return of the, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, and that was it. Like, so he had all this mystique about him and whatever. And then there's obviously stuff in comics, but as far as like people watching the film stuff, you know, that's all you know of him is like whatever it is, two minutes and 14 seconds or whatever they say. Um, so in that sense, they had a blank, blank slate, but it also is the challenge there is everyone has filled in what they don't have of Boba Fett with their own imagination of what he's like. And so that could clash with what we're being shown. Like people's expectations might be different than what they're writing as history, right? This is the new canon. Um, and so like, that's a challenge they probably had in making this is like, if we need to tell his story, we need to like get around people's idea of the story of him. Um, and we're going to tell the story and he's more and more showing he's kind of done being just like a loner bounty hunter. He's, um, you know, he's had a, a near death experience. He's almost a new person and he's looking for a tribe and he's like accepting being part of a tribe and has like a higher calling to leadership. Um, and is like building alliances and building allies and not, you know, just going around killing people. And he says, I think in one of these ones, if not in episode four, he says, you know, he's sick of like working for idiots basically. Yeah. <laughs> Who like are going to get the, him killed. What's the skug hole? Yeah, that's really. He just. There's so much history there in that statement. Like he's just sick of the grind and sick of the game, um, and he's just like ready to retire, you know, and like do the next thing. And he's kind of, and he's brought it up too. He's like, why, why kill each other when we can all be rich, right? So he's kind of transitioning to an old, an old capitalist, whatever. Instead of a, why are we doing this, guys? Like we could all cooperate and be much richer, and this is the better way forward. And we see that play out later, but. You know, first he has to kind of go through this new, like, rebirth um, process. So I really liked seeing that in the in the episode two was that whole, they had lots of space for it. He built, you know, built his gaffy stick after he earned it from the trials. He had his vision quest thing with the lizard. Um, and, you know, it ends with the beautiful, like, haka dance, which also ties in with his heritage. Mm-hmm. I thought um, that was super cool. His was Maori really, horror really heritage, cool. which is just, it was just really cool. Like, mm-hmm. felt like Star Wars. It felt you know, like full of lore, lore building over. And then, you know, but then, yeah, episode three kind of takes a weird detour with some misfires with the stylish, the stylistic choices for the, the little speeder gang. It's just a little chrome and bright colors. <laughs> um, fits better on like a Coruscant or Nar Shaddaa, probably more like Coruscant, um, right. the streets of Coruscant. Um, but I could understand too, like if Coruscant is a bit of a, like a hellhole now, right after the Clone Wars, if Coruscant's like pretty well destroyed or really run down because of all the Star Stirrers crashing into it and things like we saw in Episode 3, maybe Coruscant is just kind of um, not as vibrant as it once was and like the culture of Coruscant is like spreading all over the place and so kids on the Outer Rim are like adopting this very extreme style um, 
to kind of like look cool, like the inner world, inner core worlds look. That's the only kind of like justification I can get it. But like the Swoop Gang themselves, they look more like what I would expect. Like, like I want yeah. you know a Mad Max style mm-hmm. gang is more what I would expect to see in Tatooine. But um, yeah, and then I just I'm not a fan of the Major Domo guy, um, the mayor's the mayor's the mayor's like person. little we- <laughs> we- weaselly guy. I just I don't know weird casting choice weird. Like, he doesn't talk like a Twi'lek, like he should. Like, he doesn't talk like Baby Fortuna or with the French accent like the other ones do. Yeah. Right? It's just, like, like bad. It's like bad cosplay with that guy to me. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, uh, like, a, a guy that claims to be, uh, like, a Star Wars fan, but he just, like, he, 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 like he just, like, the way he does things, yeah. like, convinces you that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just, like, the cool wannabe from HR. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so. no, there's no, like, um, what's with this guy? Like, what's his angle? Like, is he, like, they're spoon-feeding you. Like, you're supposed to not like him. He's definitely up to something. Like, you're not, like, wondering, is he up to something? You're, uh, It's obvious, right? So it's playing out, like, Rebels and Clone Wars. Like, it's very straightforward stuff. It's not, like, Game of Thrones-level intrigue. In- intrigue. Yeah, it's not, like, palace that, that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, it's just, and then, yeah, just this dumb little chase, and he, like, crashes into the melons just like Biff from Back to the Future with oh, the newer man. truck. Like, it's just like very, very much like Rebels style like <laughs> tempo or whatever. Is, yes. I don't know. Speaking of Rebels, those were from, those fruits were from yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Like the Melee run. runs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like, you know, just crashing through the Ralph McQuarrie painting of Jabba's Palace. <laughs> you know, it's like straight on the nose. Which I don't know if that's like some kind of meta statement or something, but <laughs> that was... You know, I don't know. I three three had like those low points, but then they had the high points, like oh, the yeah, him 100%. discovering the slaughtered Tuscan camp was really good. Oh yeah. Um, him kind of meeting the Bantha. They kind of they they spent a good amount of time with that Bantha sequence or the Rancor. Not, the Rancor. Yeah, the Rancor. I don't know if it's Moochie. Probably isn't Moochie, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I know. But like, just like just like with Boba Fett and the Sand People, they're recontextualizing the Rancor even as like a misunderstood beast, right? It's like it has like feelings and it attaches to the first person it sees and like and they're heavily implying that he's going to ride the thing in battle at some point uh, yeah <laughs> you know what i mean pretty like, much telling us he's yeah gonna ride. like that's happening that's like chekhov's gun right chekhov's <laughs> rancor <clears throat> so I'm, I'm just wondering if we're going to have like a like a call back to the uh star wars connect game where you can like become a rancor mm-hmm. and just run or like, like the a, holiday special right had that's how you met boba fett was he was like riding a giant like a giant worm thing right a dinosaur. yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah, like the riding Flint, a dinosaur the flintstones dinosaur yeah, yeah. so they, they could uh-huh. play pay homage to that with him riding the rancor um you know which i kind of did i guess in the beginning of mandalorian or, he was like slaying that giant beast remember in the very first episode of the mandalorian Oh yeah, with this like he had like the stabber thing that looked just the same with the the prongs, you know, his like uh, rifle or, thing. Or he could borrow Mando's rifle yeah. and ride the Rancor. I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the I think you brought up something interesting about the storyline because I think <clears throat> from what I've been able to gauge and even my own like expectations, right? It's like it's like a lot of people, a lot of the fandom that's divided over this is based on like I think people just wanted like. Mm-hmm. As much as possible of old Boba, yeah, and then the story is about the end of that character, yeah. <laughs> and some people are very disappointed by that. I was a little bit disappointed by that initially when I realized that that was what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I really like what they're doing. Like, 
they're telling a really interesting story. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't know what it all means yet, but I know that that's been like like a, a complaint that I've heard a lot of people. It's like, oh man, when is he going to be yeah. Boba from before? And I'll say not while he's on Disney Plus. Is what I'll say. <laughs> well, I, I think I think I think there's a lot of there's some weird like I think some people are just looking for something to criticize. Yeah. yeah. Because like. In the first episode, he full he like he sh- blows a guy up yeah. with his wrist rocket. Yeah. In the second, in, in that same episode, like he he appears to impale someone with his mm-hmm. his stick, his own weapon. Yeah, yeah. and he and we, when we saw him again in in Mandalorian, he was slaying all the stormtroopers. Yeah, like brutalizing yeah. them. Like so, I'm not sure. I think he still mm-hmm. has an edge to him. Yeah, he's just not. Boba Fett always under the helmet, mm-hmm. mumbling, you know, ominous words. And yeah, that's super cool. And like, I would love, I would still like, my, mm-hmm. like the, the deeper Star Wars fan, far, fan part of me is still wants that, that series of Boba Fett, like yeah. when he was fully in the underworld as a bounty hunter. Like, yeah. I still yeah. want that really badly. Mm-hmm. It's just that this isn't it. Like, this isn't. We this might have had it with that. that Star Wars level 13, 13 or whatever. That game that was like oh, yeah. supposedly yeah. the, the M-rated yeah. bounty hunter game that was under development that got nixed in the acquisition. But like, that would have been, love, been uh, yep. that would have been sweet. Been Anything like Grand that Auto and Star that. Wars. Yeah. 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 Like, just like where Boba's always in his armor and all mm-hmm. he does is. Yep. Cool. He's taking jobs. Yeah. And. Slaying and capturing right. and whatever. That's yep. probably why they made that scene in uh, Mando season two so good. Which one? Where Boba Boba comes in. Yeah. When he goes up against the stormtroopers. Right. Yeah. After he gets like, his armor back. Yeah. So right. we can see him. Right. Like because he's past his prime as a bounty hunter, but like that was his like I'm as good once as I ever was moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like I love that he's like he's he's even like changed his like right instead of depending on his armor. Yeah. He's now. A hand-to-hand combat, yeah, the you know, stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's super cool. I mean, not that he doesn't use other weapons, but like that he's infused that with his rep- into his yeah. repertoire. Like, and yeah, I think that's cool. So, uh, David, what are your thoughts uh, as far as you no, know, like the storytelling goes? Kind of what you guys have been talking about his development from the old Boba into the new developed character. I think they're doing a really good job with it. Uh, especially going into episodes four, and as we keep going, I thought that the action was good, storytelling was good, some new aspects, um, can, you know, up to Tuscans. They're not just all of them aren't just like the yeah. barbarians that we see. Yeah, and that was cool. Like that scene where they're talking about the tribes, and they're like, some of them just go out and kill, but we decide, like, and they're explaining like, yeah, mm. there's different types of Tuscan tribes, yep. which I thought was super cool. Yep, yeah. Yep. Very cool. And how they brought in some of the legends where they talked about how the oceans dried up yep. and now it's all sand, which is legend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the third. I think there's three times yeah. now that they've made a point. Like that one water merchant says, yeah. too. Like, yep. I, I feel like there's a payoff somewhere coming about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The fight sequences, the training sequences, I thought were really well put together. Um, I really enjoyed seeing him make his gaffy stick mm-hmm. I've always wondered you know, how exactly did they make that and I was sitting there watching it and he's carving out like the club part and I was mm-hmm. like I thought that was metal I could have swore that that part right. was going to be metal right 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 but then he you know, 
puts it in the fire and hardens it. It's like, oh, But then okay. they, like, plate it with metal <clears throat> after that. Like, the not tip, on that one. On the, the one tip end, of it, the spear part think. is, like... The spear part, yeah, yeah, but not, like, the Yeah, big. it's, like, hardened in the fire. Like The, the bantha flosser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's for, too. I wish they would have shown him doing that, honestly. I think it's dual purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Impaling, bantha yeah. floss, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool. I love, like, some of the fight sequences when they were going after the train, the, mm-hmm. the bullet train. With the, the Lady Tuscan, how she yep. jumps on, and all of a sudden you see that one... Right, gets pulled down. Yeah, pulled yeah. down, see her yep. pop up and be like... She's a badass. Oh. She's a she's an I'm, she's I a am such assassin. a sucker for like a train heist to like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, like anything where you have to chase down something like that, I am there for. I just, like in Solo, I loved it. You know, I like this one. This was so much better than the one in Solo, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. in yeah. terms of Definitely. like like the speed of the train yeah. and... And the way you felt about the characters who were involved, I think it just... The one from Mando, season one, where he's chasing the sand crawler is a great That's team. hilarious. Oh, that's <laughs> great. He's so pissed off that they took his ship parts. <laughs> I thought that the, the training with the Tuscans with the swoop bikes was just hilarious. Yeah, like it he's was like, funny, but not camp, not too campy. It was just like funny enough right. where he's like trying to show them like they don't know how to use like a speeder. So he's like trying to relate to what they know and then does the like a bantha thing. Like a chopper like, car. Like a bantha, yes. Yeah. Maybe yep. not. And then they like turn it on and go backwards immediately on accident. And, like just that's fine, you know, that's not too stupid or whatever. It's just like funny like, enough. After he did that like like a bantha, mm-hmm. he climbs off and goes, Alright, who's first? You see them all look at each other, then the lady Tuscan looks at the that one, he's like he has like that oh, I gotta go first. So Black Crescenton Yes is a is a character that most most people have not have no reference point to. They're just like, oh man, like another right. a bigger mm-hmm. Chewie. And I was remarking when we were watching this last episode, like so Ch- Chewie is like tall and skinny. Black Chrysanthemum is just a beast. beast. He's mm-hmm. massive. They nail. I think they yeah. nailed him in live action. You like, got the like, eye, the rage in the eyes down, and everything. Like that's he good. even has the scars. Yep. I didn't notice like the scar like that Obi Wan gave him. Mm-hmm. It's yep. there. You see it in you four. See it in four. Yes. Yeah. Much clearly. Yeah, okay. Much more clearly. Yeah. So he he shows up with the twins who are like Jabba's cousins. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I, like I I really love that standoff. Yeah. So like part. that. And, you when know, they first come in, in yeah, yeah, right. You're like, oh, like Boba's yeah. got like he's met his match a little bit. Like here's somebody who can go toe to toe with him, um, who who kind of fills in as like so. Boba was this like, oh, that guy looks cool. Like I don't know anything about him. He looks he looks badass. And then here's this black, black chrysanthemum who we, is like the new. This guy looks badass. I wonder what's gonna happen with this guy. I even um, thought this, just how they did the twins. It looks like yeah. I mean, was, Jabba looks good as for very a giant good. puppet. Yeah, but how yeah. The, yeah. the twins looked. It just, it just it looked amazing. Looked better than sounded better than like the special this, edition of yeah. New Hope. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, the <Yep>. special edition <laughs> Java. Yeah. Uh, compared to that, exactly. Like, oh, give me the puppet every right. day. Like that thing was, yeah. but yeah. not the Yoda puppet. We can leave that one. Oh, I like the Yoda. <laughs> no, no, puppet. the one the like, Yoda puppet from Episode One. Yes. That one can go away. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. not the original. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that one can stay. But yeah, they just screwed that up in Episode One. I think yeah. they went over and redid it with CGI. With CGI. Because <laughs> yeah. it was yep. so bad in the first one. Yeah, as far as like, then. Episode three with you no know, with Kirstanton. I I really enjoyed how they put that fight together because I know like all there's an, all this talk. You two people, mm-hmm. how about how they're going to have Kirstanton and Boba fight, right? And how mm-hmm. people expect Kirstanton to win, but they don't want Boba Fett to be like punked out and just destroyed like in his armor. How they had it to where he's just 
surprised and torn yeah, out. Totally vulnerable, yeah. yeah. I feel like that was the best way they could have pulled off Boba getting mm-hmm. basically destroyed. Right. Without damaging his character. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was caught off guard. Even then, he, like, stabbed him with a gaffy stick. Yeah, he still got some yeah. good, then, good swings in. And somehow he, he got he punched was, with those things and then he, he was, yeah, like, destroyed. repeatedly, like, yeah. chucked across the yeah. room and, like, thrown up against him. I do just love, I love so much the part, I guess, as a dad, like, so they, the fight ends up in the throne room, and then Boba Fett comes down in his robe, and he's like, "What's going on down here, kids?" It's like you're, it's like you're making too much racket at the sleepover, and the dad comes downstairs like, "Quiet down, you kids!" And it just cracked me up. Like he's in full dad mode at this point. I, I really liked it when during that fight when the the Gamorrean guards come up and Chrysanthemum just like yeah, he tackles yeah. them and crawls down the lines stairs. Both of yeah, them. yeah, yeah, and it's like does like a like a kamikaze right yeah. out the door down the stairway. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was, and then at the bottom, he like gets up and he's just like brawling them. I like, don't know if you guys noticed it, but after um, Fennec threw that dagger at him mm-hmm. and got him to drop, he when it, the camera like goes back to him and he's staring up, roaring at him. He's got that knife in his hand mm. so he pulled it out of his yeah. hand and he's like alright let's go <laughs> I did roll my eyes when like yeah the biker gang was there I'm like okay like yeah, can I, 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 I just want to say just if I was to summarize these two episodes it would be I love everything but the biker gang but everything like, where right. every scene they're in <laughs> I don't I, like that I, I, I just I mean? don't even I don't even like everything about them to me just is wrong hmm. like the concept itself, just the concept, the body of like, modification thing. The works, concept of that, I guess, but. is fine, and you could have done that in a way that was more gritty mm-hmm. and more, you know, mm-hmm. like it's yeah, too, they, 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 too clean. It's yeah. too, it just it, as soon as you see their bikes, I'm just like, like what? <laughs> it's just like visually doesn't work. Like none of the none of them are very good actors. Like mm-hmm. they're not compelling as a group of people. Their costumes, everything just looks like a, yeah. a mistake. The only good part I think of that was when the the chick biker was having a dialogue with Boba when they first right. I I like the concept of Boba like like you know the water merchant guy. He's yeah. like he's a he's a jerk. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. and he's basically like he's like you get these kids to behave and these yeah. kids are like, on my lawn. Right, and like he's like Boba Fett's like, like the HOA president at this point, and he has to handle the camera. But he's like he's he sees them. Like he understands when he he when he learns what the situation is, right? Like there's no work, mm-hmm. and we're just trying to survive. And instead of punishing instead of them, he's spending like, spending okay, all well, our money on Mazda. come to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like I love and I like that concept, and it fits the character of Boba Fett and what yeah. they're trying to do with his character in this story very well. Yep. But visually, it's so just they're everything. Like I don't, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how they uh, sat down. At least have the mopeds go fast, works. right? Like. Yeah. Something, yeah. For for me, it's kind of like uh, somebody going into uh, uh, a steam like a um, like a goth club club <laughs> in a uh, tuxedo or yeah. or like a or, like, or, a, or, a, or a country outfit or like legally blonde it, it just, showing up to the goth convention like in yes. all the pink <laughs> outfits and you're like you don't yes. fit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's kind of my thing with the biker gang. Um, and plus, like the their uh, hover scooters, I'm I'm calling them hover scooters because that's what they, they, they <laughs> the look little like amigos. Rid- yes, those um, were, <laughs> those just make me cringe. Yeah, why do you need that many? Memes? I know it's like a throwback homage to like American Graffiti and yeah. like George mm-hmm. Lucas's roots yeah, and like the fifties, like Chrome culture and like car culture and all that. It's 
supposed to kind of honor honor that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in any way. Like, and I don't understand. Like, I feel like it was just someone just like the they just I don't know. They thought it would choice. be cool. Yeah. There was some something they just always wanted to do. It, or, it seemed like and, um, the Casino Planet, honestly. Like um, a, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, can't, can't yeah, yeah, it seemed like yeah. something out of there. Yeah, which the only, didn't fit. Of the course, only too. other set piece that even remotely feels like that is inside that one club. What's her name's club? Oh, Jennifer yeah, Beale's character. Yeah, that like, does feel a little bit, a like little bit casino. more clean and polished. But mm-hmm. like, I just think that 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 whole look is just off. Mm-hmm. And I, but I don't like. I don't dislike the storyline for them. Mm-hmm. I love that they jump in with against Black Chrysantha, and I like the, you know that, and they're clearly going to be a part of his story for yeah. the rest of the season. But it's just like every time they come on the screen, I'm just like. I mean, I think the point of that was you can see some of their abilities. Like the one guy has like the electric whip thing. Like you kind of see what everyone's like, right, little right. specialty weapon thing is, and then you see like the mods. Like you can kick, like kick with a spike. Yeah, and you can, yeah, like, that, that, that was, was to kind of show off. Like he has the the fire thing. Like that's all perhaps just to show like th- this all. This was a preview of a bigger fight, and all these guys will be useful in that I mean, way if you can. Uh, this is, this is my concern. Speeders. This is my concern <laughs> that they are going to we're going to get Boba riding the Rancor and them in the Flanked, same scene. Yeah, flanked by the best. It's going to be like. <laughs> hey, those things are slow enough to keep up with them. What you, right. you know what he yes. should have done? He should have killed that biker gang and then given their swoop bikes to this. To this yeah, crew. really. Hey and guys, here's like, an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really like I like I like the like everything else about. Like that was, I think for, I think episode two was probably unanimously like the best episode mm-hmm. so far that from everything that I've heard from people yeah, and like, there really isn't anything f- like, and there's not really any flaws in that episode that I can think of. Um, mm-hmm. But episode three is such a mixed bag for me. Yeah. Like I thought that the first half of that episode was like when he walked back into the camp yeah. and they were dead, mm-hmm. I was shocked. Yeah, and I was so I was in that moment. I was like, uh, and when I rewatched the first three episodes today, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's and it was that was a pretty. It was almost like a red wedding. Like it's like this yeah, unexpected massacre in yeah. the middle of the story that you mm-hmm. weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting them to be gone that because like Luke's, yeah, Luke's family either. getting slaughtered was was not as shocking in that like you kind of piece it together and then you're like when he's off to go there you're like oh I know what he's gonna see right. So you're and, like ready for yeah. it, and it fits the typical storyline. Yeah, it's like like he, he needs something now. He has nothing to live yes. for there. So, but like this was like yeah, out of the blue, which could be risky. Where if it doesn't, you know, it could be jarring in a bad way. I but thought it, just it landed worked. just. I think perfectly. it worked. Yeah, like, I think it, and I think it, it really, that whole sto- the whole flashback storyline. I think was just is so well done. Um, yeah. yeah, but then like at the same time in episode three, you get the biker gang, and I'm just like. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, but then you get the Rancor, right? Like you, yeah, the Rancor. You get the Rancor. It had highs and lows. And, yeah. yeah, so it was very up and down for me, probably more than any other episode. So because of that, it's like my least favorite. But but there were parts of it that were as good as anything yeah. Yeah. that they've done in the show. But I think that, um, I mean, we're not talking about episode four. So I think that episode four does help me to like, that's what I was trying together. to say. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel a little better about all. I of do it. like re re review three in light of four. Like right. it tempers it off for me. Right. It didn't leave it. 
pa- cleanse was my palate a little bit right. of three. Four was like, oh, okay, we're back on track. I also, yeah. I'm also really, I really like, I mean, it's also, it's visually, apart from the biker gang, like, it's really very faithful to, like, Moss, it's, it's very faithful to mm-hmm. the Tatooine. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really very in the universe. Mm-hmm. It feels very much a part of everything that we've seen before. Like, like it's just, all of it is really, you can tell, right? Like, it's, it's the classic scenario, it's like, right? It's like, every, it's, it's the John and Dave effect, right? Like, the sequel trilogy is, you know, a, potentially the offensive part that maybe a lot of fans, like, were like, oh, that wasn't... But this is continuing the Mandalorian's trend of, like, like just... It's like, you know, it's just like a big, warm Star Wars fuzzy blanket. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, just... And I'm the, I'm the yeah. type of fan, like, I'm just like, I, you can stay on, on Tatooine all you want. <laughs> Show me Jawas and Rancors. Uh-huh. And I mean, I don't care how you do that for years. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I didn't like that about the sequels, that there wasn't that continuity. There was no Twi'leks. There was no Greedos. There was no... There was no continuity. They didn't like, do any of those. Yeah, the unfamiliar planets. Like, oh, they didn't try, other than the main characters, as older people... There was no connection. Yeah, there was the very little connection. Thing. And the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, like the some of the not yeah. enough. Yeah. Right. Not I think they they that. got the look of thing like the, yeah. just the overall like texture of things. It was fun. And like I was playing yeah. Battlefront too, and like the interior of the First Order Star Destroyers definitely looked the coolest. Right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Like cooler than a Star Destroyer even, but like. You know, it's different. It's like not the same as the familiar Star Destroyer look, right? right. It's like, right. but definitely they nailed that. I think. What did What did you guys think of the? Um, like, there's a there's a lot of people that are like, I guess the, one of the gripes of the show is the way they're telling the story. Like mm. that in every episode we're getting flashbacks and current. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I love it. Like, and as opposed to some people are saying, like, why don't we just tell it straight through? I love it. I like it too. Yeah. 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 The only gripe I have is there's not enough Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, need a, you need a full Django right, Fett yeah. jetpack flashback. Yes, maybe yeah, like where you like, <laughs> like I'm not going to go into it because we're not talking about episode four. But I thought for dang sure, like I, I would have sworn just watching it's like, oh, we're going to get a Django flashback. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I can, I you, can see that happening though. Like, like, like an actual do, like dialogue. Yeah, you could have him like Even. you could have young Boba Fett. Go on an adventure with Django before Clone Wars takes place, or Attack of the Clones, and you set it up as a there's a flashback to a, an episode of a mission or something where young Bubba learns a lesson that he thinks is like this is a life lesson because I learned it from my dad and I saw it play out. But then like in the present, he has to like now go oh like maybe that's not true anymore because right. in this situation I actually have to reverse the lesson I learned that. I think, and I think you could, that is mm-hmm. like that'd be really cool. The to image have him where develop. he where he sees. I think I think that even though those those scenes are so short, I think that the subtle message here is that his childhood was tragic, and that yeah. and that he was not raised like he, you know his dad's flying off to murder people, you know, yeah. leaving him all alone on Camino, and he's like, and then I like, and then dad. his dad, you know, dies in a arena mm-hmm. battle, you know, and like, yep. and we know from like other canon, right, that like he's he. Even from a young age, like he's kind of screwed up. Like yeah. he's pretty mean right. and aggressive, and like, and I think the show does a really good job. I really li- I like the idea of like deconstructing this mysterious mm-hmm. badass that we've known for all this time into a, a person that we can relate to. Yeah, could we levels. get a flashback of Boba on Camino 
as Alpha and have live action Omega as a ten year old too. <laughs> like you know, like did they know each other? Did they know each other as Alpha and Omega? That's not happening as siblings show. or whatever. Or were they like kept separate the whole time? Because like would, you I know what I mean? Kept separate. Yeah, because like that'd I be would. interesting. I think we are gonna get Omega in live action in this show at some point. Yeah, it's really. as, as like his age or or well, like. That would kind of bring the question: Would they like CGI like young Boba's like face, kind of like what they did with Luke, and then like have like a stand-in for that, or how how would, how would you think that would work? Could well, be, I mean, yeah, Disney did hire Lucasfilm did mm-hmm. hire that one. Oh yeah, the, um, yeah, deep deep fake uh, guy. Because there's a rumor about Harrison Ford and Han Solo right. yeah. in this show sometime. Um, there's always rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. I, I really hope that's true. Give me Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I don't care how you as do much it. As I yeah. want. <laughs> but like, I mean, Omega that could be anybody because she would be forty years old or whatever instead of ten or twelve like she is in in a bad I, batch. I don't think that. I don't think it's far. You could there. bring. I mean, Tamara Morrison could be aged up and play Captain Rex for all we know as an old man, like Which they 80, might do 90 for year old Rex, yeah. because like Rex was in canon on the on the Battle of Endor as mm-hmm. that old man with the beard. Tamara like, Morrison's like hitting the gold mine. He's hitting the jackpot. Like, right. yeah. they're yeah. bringing back all the characters. He I mean, he could play any. You could, you could. I mean, I don't know if the Bad Batch would be alive at this point, but you could bring the Bad Batch in live yeah. action. You could have mm. Hunter, Tamara Morrison as Hunter. And Tamir Morrison as Echo, and Tamir Morrison Dude, as Watcher. Watching, watching the credits. Might, like, have you guys ever like, watched? We need some allies. Orphan and then Black. Oh. You guys ever see the show Orphan Black? Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, yeah. I'm watching it. And yeah, she did plays you, like four or five. Did you start watching it. Yeah, I have like several episodes in. Yeah, isn't she, it? It's brilliant. Yeah. That she play. This woman plays like clones of herself. Six or seven different versions of herself yeah. in the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and they and they flawlessly seem it yeah. together. Like, yeah, it's amazing. She anyway, won an Emmy for it. Side obviously. But yeah, so I don't do you know speculation wise. I don't know if we. It's that's the thing. Like especially with four, we don't need to go that much into it. But as of episode four, we've seen every every trailer footage is now complete. I, I the, did, yeah. the three or five, six, yes. seven is completely uh-huh. blank slate, and that's amazing to me. Yeah, um, I did. I did. I did talk with uh, um, with our editor Jacob. Uh, I was like, yeah, um, we we've seen everything that uh, yep. that have, that has been shown uh, in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what they did with uh, Mandalorian uh, season two, like yeah. the like the first half of that, yeah. and then like the other half is like a total mystery. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I think that's kind of the um, very exciting part I think about that's Star Wars. Brilliant and very so, intentional. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Well, and I know they edit they like they've edited that. the trailer footage too. Like I think they took Black Chrysanthemum out of the room where he's like having the meeting of the five families. Yes, they, they took did. him out of that. Uh-huh. So like, and, d- and Marvel does that too. Like yeah. that's, we can't really trust what we see in trailers. Yeah. It's like the people who do like the thumbnail, like uh-huh. snap by snap, like, look, there's, remember we're all like, oh my gosh, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi in the background. And like, that was just like <laughs> I a never troll. That. Yeah. yeah. He's like behind he's the two dead. Twi'leks. <laughs> well, it's like, maybe that's back, maybe that's back when Obi-Wan was still around before New Hope. Like maybe that's a flash. But like, that was a nice little, Misdirect. I think they were throwing this guy who looks like Obi Wan in the background because they knew people are going to analyze every trailer frame by frame <laughs> right. yep. and be like, "Look at this!" and make a thumbnail video and get a million views on it. And then it's I just, do want to touch on your you know, point, Aaron. How you want to see Han? Yeah, I really want to see Han and Luke. You can and see Han, Luke, and Leia for all we for all we know. But here's how I, I want to see it. I want I want either the next couple episodes or it to end on such a climax where during the fighting, whatever with the Pikes, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Some of Somehow, Boba catches wind of a black hooded figure out living in the Dune Sea. Then it jumps to the end 
where like, okay, so the fight's happening. He still needs more help. He goes there and we get almost like an Obi-Wan mall scene, except it's Obi or it's Luke Han at Ben Kenobi's house and Boba shows up <laughs> asking for help. <laughs> or or uh or maybe that like the defeat of the Pike Syndicate kinda um brings awareness to the to the new republic and then they're then it's like them two arriving to Boba's palace and like, Alright. Yeah. You can do what you want, but well, you gotta you gotta play by our rules now. Yeah. And that could Alright, the speculation ban has been lifted. Man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, so what we know, I think what's pretty confident to say is that there's, I think there's something behind the pikes. Like, there's a four, I think, the, I think the huts know what's up, and we don't know what's up. Yeah, so Crimson Dawn is the most, like, likely candidate, and Kira, Kira could, like, because if Kira is involved with Crimson Dawn, then, then there's a connection to, Holt, to Han Solo, and you could have right. them square off and... Have to, Ooh, you know, what I mean? get a fight between because Amelia Kira Clark is is age appropriate. Or Kira and Boba, because she she's mm. badass hand to hand combat. Yeah. She knows that right. like uh, what and is she it, was Kira's and cousin. she's trained yeah. by yeah. Maul too. Yeah, so like, there's all these connections, and that's I how would you bring love up. to see them go. Yeah, like she goes hand like I would love to see like uh, that ties right into Solo. I think here's a here's a I don't know if they would go there, but I think this without this is just speculation, right? But like a, a scene where. Boba and Kira face off, and she's about to defeat him, and then Han kills her. Yes, to rescue Boba. He shoots first. Yes. Oh. He shoots first. <laughs> oh. But then he goes Damn. up to her, and she's like dying. And yeah, he's like, just like with with Beckett. With Beckett, he yeah. killed him, he but he's like, that again. "Sorry, pal." Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the problem with speculation is like that's so good, and if they don't do that, I'm right. be like, oh, yeah. I think I think the question. So let's go back. So so like. I think the first four episodes that I like it going to two and three, right? It's like, I think there's a really high probability that we're going to get payoff for our patients while they develop his flashbacks and develop Mm -hmm. his attempts to, and I think that episodes two and three and four, even though we're not talking about four, all do a really good job of laying the groundwork, like, and yeah. I think that I think that that's what's frustrating to me. It's like, it's like I think there's just this like I don't know what like it's like. I think it's because the because of the way our culture is set up and the way people just want like they just yeah. want their hair blown back every yeah. five minutes like yeah. and it's like they want a Marvel movie every episode, like an MCU movie. Yeah, they, of they like whoa whoa yeah whoa. they want like the the climax yeah. of Endgame yeah every time. every time and no. it's like, and I think that. What I'm feeling and what I think the 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 plot moments like like when Boba makes his gaffy stick, when he finds the Tuscans dead, you know, like like you can feel it starting to just build that mm-hmm. so that you're so invested in what is to come, right? Like you're in your your understanding and I agree, like I really like that they keep going back and forth because then as you're watching the current storyline, like in these two episodes, right? When when you're seeing him in present day, like trying to become a crime lord, mm-hmm. like you start to understand more and more, like why he does what he does, and like what his experiences were post Sarlacc, and how that made him who he is, right? And mm-hmm. and yet he's not. But they also don't completely strip him. 
I mean, he's he's trying to be a crime lord. He's not trying right. to be like start a nonprofit to save Tatooine, right? Like he's <laughs> he's, he's not renouncing still, violence and becoming a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like he still understands like the mm-hmm. the underworld, and he's like he's willing. You know, he's like he's like well, if you want to take over, you'll have to kill me, right? I mean, he's like he understands yeah. that violence is the currency of mm-hmm. of things in some ways, right? Even though he's but he's smart. But he's appealing to the greed. He's like, let's let's all get rich. But and he's also like, oh, okay. smart. Like he's like he's yeah. he's smarter. That he's like he's like he figured out like yeah. You know, the best way to do this is to be strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and which like, he, let black chrysanthemum go bony hunting. You know, that. right? Like of like watching the idiots in charge paying him to do stupid stuff. He's like, we could have like we could have avoided all this nonsense. Right. Like he's like, I'm done being the blunt yeah. instrument yeah. in the hands of yes. morons. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a better way to do this, and he learned that. And now we understand, like, mm-hmm. that he learned that from the Tuscans, like, which is also for us as fans, right? It's such a upside down, right? Yeah. Like, he was he was civilized by yeah, isn't Tuscan that raiders? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> which which is like I, I would if you would have told me that they were going to do that, I'd been like, oh, that's that's not yeah. going to work. <laughs> right. But but it's it beautiful in a way. Like it's that's what that's how you subvert expectations correctly. Is we expect sand people to be savages, right? And you like, but I like that they I like that they them. gave room, but they they made a point of saying like some of us are, like, yeah. You they have didn't, different they tribes. Didn't, they didn't re. They didn't. Um, what's the term again? They didn't um, absolute them out. Yeah. Or, what's the, there's another word? Right? Like they didn't. They didn't deal in absolute. Whitewash them or they didn't. Um, was it when they when they rewrite the. Oh, retcon? And they didn't retcon it, right? Like, yeah. they just said, hey, you know, there's not, like, not all Tuscans they weren't, like, are the same. All this time you thought they were all bad, they weren't all bad. They're saying, like, right. well, yeah, there's different right. tribes and, like, the ones that captured Shmi's. Okay, here's a question. Here's a different. question. Here's a question. Do you think we're going to see a Tuscan behind the mask? No. Like, the female one? I don't think Unless so. she comes back and dies or it gets blown off or something. But. I mean, are they human beings or are they a different being? Well, they're, they're the reason I ask that is because there's, I kind of feel like they're, like, because they keep talking about how the planet was before. It was covered with mm-hmm. water, right? Like, so obviously the Tuscans didn't used to be all yeah. covered up and, like, trying to survive in this harsh environment. They, they used to be not doing that and living on a planet that had yeah. tons of water on it. Like... And I'm wondering if they're setting that up for like I mean, the, something where the, I don't want them to do that, but yeah. I'm wondering if that's what. Well, there's doing. been a lot of instances of people who only we see with masks on, having becoming unmasked, Din Djarin, Boba Fett. Like if you know if she joins the crew and they go off world for the next couple episodes, like I could see them going, like if they're like here's an ocean you've never seen an ocean and she like. Goes is swimming in an ocean, right? <laughs> oh, like, and we're and she's like, got, she's got like a mermaid tail. Yeah, like or just, oh. no, no, like she just like here, experience, just like in the Expanse when, when Bobby Draper sees the ocean for the first time, she's from Mars, right. and she's like in awe. Right. Like they could do a moment like that where it's like she kind of like this is what Tatooine could look like someday. Maybe like maybe I don't know if they do like terraforming in this universe, but like yeah, maybe they could figure out a way to like fix climate Restored change as it were Tatooine and to its, yeah uh, like help restore Tatooine and get like, some like Oasis back going which is like Dune right you could the, like the, the, the end of the 80s movie 80s movie Dune like, yeah, like you can, yeah, yeah like uh-huh. end on a note of hope. Like perhaps Tatooine itself could be healed in this universe, uh, eco- ecologically. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't do that. Like, but through the Tuscans, like inheriting the planet again and having some like reservation, as it were. Like they have, like they have this domain. Like because Boba Fett, if he's in charge of the planet, if he kicks the pikes off, then he can be like, 
my first act as king of Tatooine is to grant most of Tatooine, except for the cities, mm-hmm. to the to the Sand People, and as their inheritance. And everyone who's not a Tusken Raider respects the boundary, just like George Washington did that with the Native Americans in early in the early United States. He like wrote a treaty with them, which we promptly you know got rid of. But like he respected them because he fought with them in the French and Indian War. So like Boba Fett has this. And so does Din Djarin. They have this, like, there's the, right. they're equals. They're, like, they're, and he was, like, no, you have to pay the Tuscans protection f- to travel through here. This is their land. You don't just, you, the biker gang doesn't get to just say, you got to pay us for it. It's, like, you don't have right claim to that. So right. that's a cool, like, little subplot they're doing. And they're, like, yeah, we're really recontextualizing these Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I love, I'm loving it. And I think we could see her without a mask on. That'd do be you, interesting. Do you guys think, do you think that, um, well, let's not talk about that. I just It's so hard not to talk about episode I know, four because I know, it's yeah. like it leads so far into the next three episodes. But I do think that um, part of what makes these episodes, I think, more and more effective in my mind is that I think it is going to lay the foundation for this character. I would be really surprised if, if the whole, if the show doesn't end, like, on a bigger note, like, yeah. like, like, you know, I mean, obviously we're not talking about episode four, so we'll, we won't talk about that. But like, I think that if that's the case, if they're going to bring Boba into that bigger story, whatever it is that they're telling that, that, that then that makes sense. Like it makes sense that you would take four episodes of a seven episode show mm-hmm. to, you know, because there's a lot of storytelling left. Um, I did, and it was really cool. I also, just as a side note, I loved like the little hints in episode three that we were creeping into Mando timeline. Yep. You had the the stormtroopers on the pikes. Yes, the lady. And then you had the lady with the pit droids walking by. Like, so you knew that you were starting to creep. And you're creeping into, like, right? Like, like the din is right around the corner almost. Or like like this, we're entering the post five years plus era. I thought that was very cool, and like I think that that's a hint that we're we're gonna get like yeah the connections the connecting tissue payoff that we want. Which I guess they're saying that like, Boba spent five years with the Tuscans, more or less. Apparently, mm-hmm. like he was yeah. he kind of got right out of the pit, and then spent. I feel like in the show they don't do a very good job of making us feel like it was that long. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I kind of they they have to get it to be that timeline. They have to sync the timelines, right? And there's no other way than just kind of to gloss over the fact that he's with them for many years, um, doing whatever, or wandering by himself. Honestly, like because we don't know when the massacre happened. Was that right before Mando season two, or was that like right away? And he's been on his own for five years. Well, that's in the flashback. So yeah. So like, how be... long ago was the massacre? Like, because he's wandering around in that bantha for who knows how long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that just? Very briefly, ran for the slaughter, or was that was that slaughter like right away? And he's been for years like a hermit, you know, know, wandering trying to find his armor, right, and tracking it down to Cobb Vanth eventually, and all that. I thought it was very cool how they like did the whole like like the in the first was it the first episode or second episode where you get that ritual where they he puts his armor on, but then. He has the same kind of ritual where they put him in the robes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the eighties, like Tuscan action moment. I thought that was montage. That was just so cool. Like yeah. how they're just like they're recreating the character. Yeah, like and just doing such such cool storytelling. <clears throat> and I think I think that um, it all of that like is done so well that like it it takes the edge off of my whole biker. Yeah, that's for, like, it's forgivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ultimately. So as far. long as they don't 
keep them front and center. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I like to see those polished chrome it's horns. It's like perhaps the same as like Jar Jar's Forgivable because of four, five, six came before it. So like in episode one, we're willing to, because we get Darth Maul, so we'll give Jar Jar in return for Darth Maul. <laughs> I don't know. Like a cool guy for a dumb guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a few dumb moments. Should we get our final ratings? Uh, yep. Final ratings for, should we do like a, Mm-hmm. Episode two and episode three separately. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Different yeah. numbers. All right, David. Uh, I'll give episode two probably eight and a half. I think it was a really well put together episode. Um, episode three, I go by a seven. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for chapter two, I really, I really had fun with that episode. I really liked. Uh, the uh, whole uh, standoff between uh, Bulba and the Huts, and I also liked the uh, training montage. And I am a sucker for train anything train mm-hmm. related. Um, so, and plus, I liked the uh, references to Solo and Lawrence of Arabia with yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I gave that episode maybe around like a. Uh, Eight point three out of ten, and uh, for chapter three, um, there that one, I, and I think I kind of speak along with everybody else that that one was not really my favorite book of Boba Fett uh, episode. Um, I, um, but again, there are really really strong moments in that, um, in that episode and, and uh really dumb moments as well but um uh, and plus i gave that a uh flat seven out of ten hmm. yeah i think episode two was you know 10 out of 10 for me as far as the season it's like by far the best one in the season and if i'm ranking it among mandalorian episodes plus if we consider this kind of mandalorian season 2.5 then it's a it's that one's in the top three for me of Seasons one, two, and then this show. Mm-hmm. So it's like the highest rated. Um, and then, yes, yeah, episode three was, you know, moments in the high fives with an average of those sequences in the sixes and then a few high points up to, you know, like an eight. So, like, it averages out to me like a 6.9, so it's like not quite seven out of ten mm-hmm. um, because, like, on average, the, those negatives dr- drag it down too much for me to call it a seven. So it's almost seven out of ten. Hmm. Which is higher than I think I would have rated it. Um, it's high, that I now rate it higher, having seen episode four in context. Initially, it left a bad taste in my mouth until the palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, episode th- it's it's really hard to like when I think about when you think about something that's the best episode in a season so far. It's tempting to give it a ten, but I think yeah. I I think I'm I'm going with a nine. Nine out of ten on for episode two. Um, I don't know that anything collectively has just absolutely hit it out of the park for me for this show. I think it's 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 like really good, bordering on great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's anything that's just like hitting the ten out of ten mm-hmm. for me. But I think episode two gets a nine out of ten, and episode three I think. I think I, I decided, like, even in the course of this conversation and watching the episodes again, like, mm-hmm. I, I, 
I'm going to give it a passing grade. So I'm going to give it a <laughs> seven out of ten. I think I think that the good moments and how it connects to the rest of the previous episodes and episode four make the 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 just the I don't know what else to say about the biker gang, but like it's just it's the the chase scene and the biker gang are so poorly executed in my opinion, but I can give the concept a thumbs up, and I think the rest of the stuff in the episode was good enough to bump it up to a seven. Like I think I like my teaching mind. Like when I used to be a teacher, like yeah. I used to think like the difference between a C and a D to me was always a pretty big deal. Like because like a D was considered you know like you failed, like you, it's not passing. Like you had a you had a bad idea, you were lazy. And you didn't even, you didn't even execute the bad idea you came up with is like a D, and then like C minus is like you had a kernel of a good idea that you poorly executed, and you get and, and there was and some you tried honest a effort, bit. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think that's part of what I like about like so far in the show as, as a whole. Like, like I I think that even when they do the biker thing, like you can sense the the earnestness, like they're they're genuine, right? Yeah. And like you know the creative minds behind this, or you know it's not like things in the sequels where it's just like yeah, some of that that stuff is really like you're wondering about the conception like what right. this is poorly conceived and poorly executed sometimes and, and, and what's what even frustrating like to me is like it's like the funny thing to me is like those things are like perfect for Coruscant like those guys yeah. should have been in the way when Obi-Wan and Anakin were I mean <laughs> running on that those guys were practically like the you want to buy some death sticks guy like that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, like, like that they would have fit it's perfect exactly in like that, that environment like yeah. like they it's like it's, it's like it's almost like someone like accidentally you know, mm-hmm. drop these people from Coruscant off on on Moss on Tatooine, and like we're like, whoops! But like, they could have at least peppered it in where like the Moss Espa we see in this show is culturally different than the one from the five years before or twenty years before that. Like this this place isn't stuck in time; like it is evolving, and like you know, just like a, a rundown neighborhood turns into like a hipster neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, like, and you it can is see, like mm-hmm. an and evolution of the culture. Port, right? like, maybe you see some more neon signs than you ever saw before. It was it looked like an ancient town before when I mean, Anakin was running around. When as a kid, and then now it's got to get a little more flash and pizzazz, like mm-hmm. old, See, like so old school I, Las so Vegas. So my seven and, is my seven. Yeah. I'm comfortable with. I'll yeah. give them. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Like 1940s Las Vegas versus 1980s Las Vegas, right? Like <laughs> it <laughs> turns into one thing from another thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that uh, I think wraps up our discussion of episodes two and three. We'll be back next week, uh, barring any unforeseen acts of God or uh, yeah. flooding or uh, anything <laughs> else. Uh, to discuss episodes four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, so super excited to see, mm-hmm. even though we didn't talk about episode four, I think we're all much more excited about episode five now. Just trying to have a complete blank slate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.